Alright, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast where we will entertain, we will heal, and we will build you up. I am Wayne and this is Elevated Friendship. So, for this week's topic, I want to talk about and I want to get into a question. Why is it that the people that need the help the most won't go out and get it? Right? And and I have a few personal examples. I have myself that I can use as, as an example. There's athletes, friends, family members. There's a plethora, a smorgasbord, a buffet of examples. But still, I just have that hanging, looming question of why we uh, won't or can't do the necessary things to get past the line, right? So I'm going to break it down into three things, really. Um, I'm just going to call it what it is. Number one is excuses, right? And then after you get that out of the way, then you have your solutions, right? And your solution needs to be stronger or better or of better quality than your excuse, right? Then the last thing is accountability. <laughs> you need to be able to look up and see the score on the board, right? That you are winning, that you are beating your past self. Because it's not about anybody else, really. It's really about you. You need to be able to look up and see the score says that I am in the green or I am in the black. Because if you're in the red, you're losing money. If you're in the red, you're losing this fight. If you're in the red... You're going backwards. You haven't made a profit. You haven't been in a profitable mindset, a winning mindset. You're not above water. So unless you want to swim, <laughs> unless you want to swim, unless you're Michael Phelps or uh, the Simone uh, uh, swimmer girl. Um, but so I was sitting here thinking, I was like, man, like I, I got stuff going on and you know, I'm excited about things. I'm, I'm feeling good about things. Like, what is it that locks me up? You know, and I, I can make jokes and say that I'm a Gemini and, you know, I've got two people running around here in my mind, but that's everybody. You know, it's just for me, it's, it's a little bit more highlighted and, and charismatic and dramatic, you know, than other people. Uh, but I, I was really sitting and just thinking, I'm like, wait a second. Is it really just the distractions? Is that what feeds my excuses? And so let's drill down on that a little bit for a second. Can you, in your daily habits, create, <laughs> create the distraction that feeds your excuses? Well, I'm just not a morning person, you know, so I don't, I don't really... You know, getting up and working out, that's not really a thing for me. Well, if the, the morning is where you struggle, maybe it's the previous night. What are you eating that's causing your body to work so hard that getting up in the morning is a, is a hard thing, right? What if, and I had a friend call this out very clearly and very clean, precise fashion. And he's saying, what if you could sleep at a specific time 
and it would make your brain and body perform better, right? Only problem is a lot of times in this time, he said the window of time was from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Now, a lot of people don't go to bed until maybe midnight, maybe one o'clock, you know, with, with the grind and just what they're trying to do and get done. You know, I, I couldn't sleep last night. I was, I was so fired up to do this and do that and do this and do that. Hey, if you're on your way, there's nothing I can tell you. But if you haven't if you haven't made your way into the solution part of, of, of where I'm trying to get to, then it might be time to heal. You might need some time to do more healing and, and introspective work, right? Because until you get into your solution, until you put on your helmet and football pads and your cleats, your 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 spikes, your shoes, whatever it is that, that you consider you know, going toward the game day that you're ready, that you're progressive moving forward until you get into that mode, you need healing. You need the growth. You need uh, um, the oil change. You need the body work. Right. So I started I started to think, like, what is it? What kind of distractions do we put in our way that keep us? in the excuses right <laughs> well i just I, I, i'm not I just, I just can't sit down to read a book i just can't you know I, i'd love to go to a therapist but i don't want to pay for friends <laughs> I, I heard that the other i don't want to pay for a friend you know somebody digging around in my mind like i, I don't need that that's not my thing that's not what i do well why don't you come and lift with me you know come come to the gym with me sometime you know it's like yeah, it's just it's just lifting and whatnot, but you know, physical appearance means a lot to people. In our hunter gatherer sense, as men, you know, women need to see that. You know, they need to see that you're a protector provider, and sometimes just our words aren't enough, unless you get a fat paycheck. <laughs> you know, I hate to say it, but nobody was checking for 145 pound Wayne, <laughs> right? Right. So hey. I lift a little weights. I look good. My wife likes it. Okay. Can't keep her hands off me. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, that actually was a serious talk we had. Was I, I was like, hey, babe, I'm thinking about slimming back down, you know, this. And she's like, no, I like this. <laughs> so how do you feed the solution versus the excuse? Well, you're, you're going to have options. You're going to have people that present you with things. But we get stuck in that mindset of, oh, well, you know, that's not really my thing. You know, therapy's not really my thing. Gym and lifting weights really isn't my thing. Um, trying to do whatever you're going to tell me really isn't my thing. And really, all you're justifying is the comfort of, the things that you have going on uh, after you get home from work. What do you do when you get home from work? You eat some chocolate, you eat some snacks, uh, you watch the shows, you watch Scandal or Insecure or 600 Pound Life, your TLC shows. Uh, uh, you watch old clips of, of mixed martial arts, UFC, greatest hits, greatest knockouts. Watch people get concussion to death. Watch people get choked and tapped out. Uh, you want to make sure you can do your fantasy pool and be up to date so you can beat people in fantasy. You, you want to do anything but 
change the, the, the norm of your life. And I get it. Like, I do it all the time. Like, it's like, oh, man, wait. So I could read a book, but that means I won't get to watch my Disney shows and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. And uh, I can't go watch, you know, comedians on Netflix. I can't laugh and have fun. Like, if I'm reading a book, I can't do my, my morning chill, my morning soak. In, in just fun, immature activity. You know, I, I can't go, <laughs> I can't go grow right now. This is my fun time. Well, wouldn't you like to exchange some of your fun time or your, your me time for growth time to, to improve and get better? So all that to say, take some time to understand how you've been feeding your excuses more than you've been feeding your solution and growth. I mean, this is actually something I learned from the financial planning world. If you've taken the time to plan a vacation, you have enough time to plan for your retirement, to plan for any type of rainy day that might come up where you need money, and then also plan out those odd little annuities and uh, 401k type scenarios. If you have enough time to plan for a vacation, you actually have enough time to plan a good financial plan just to keep yourself safe and show that you're going to have money later on in life to do the things that you really want to do. Because nobody wants to work as hard as they are at 25, at 65. No, you can take, you can throw that in the trash. I want to sit back and enjoy my grandkids and have a great time and just live life like I I really don't want to do any of the things I was doing at at 25 and and even 35 at 65. Like I work hard. Like and and if you're doing anything with actual physical labor, you really want to kick that to the curb quickly cuz you don't want to spend a life of physical labor when it's not the labor you want to do. Hey, tai chi? Yes. Um um yoga? Yes. Um, what else? Uh, tai Chi, yoga, walks on the park, you got a dog? Yes. <laughs> Do, you know, feed that. Feed whatever it is that's going to allow you um, to get to that. So, yeah. You can feed the excuses or you can feed the solutions. And these excuses are a mindset that's not serving you. And these are morals and values that haven't fully been expanded. They haven't really been uh, uh, rolled out all the way, right? These morals and values are really just a picture of Superman. You haven't explored what happens when Superman is in this scenario, A, B, C, D, and E, all the way down to Z. You haven't really looked at the full uh, uh, um, spectrum of what these morals and values are. And then lo and behold, you find people that have your same exact values, your same exact morals, and you find that they have developed, they have diversified, and they have grown past the, the one in two days that you might spend doing a thing, and they now do it for 14 out of that month or 15 out of that month. And they have it spread out so well that it doesn't even seem like 
work. Like it's just a regular average, you know, uh, uh, part of their life. And this is how they make themselves better. This is how they get from good to great, right? It's not that they, they you know, are better than you at all. They just took some time to make that, that moral, that value apply to them in a way that works for them. It serves them now instead of them just working on it two days, two days a month, very hard. Now they, they can look at it, access it, you know, a few, a few, you know, days a week, 15, let's say 15 days a week. And that financial planning or exercise or taking another language or picking up an, another, uh, you know, piece of income, stream of income, whatever it may be, um, they're working in it and, and moving in it now. And it's not just a headache two times a month. It's actually something they're passionate about half of the month. Um, and then, yeah, everything except results. <laughs> like these excuses give you everything except for results. And it's like, we're watching you. You know what I mean? Like we are watching you. You people, and, I, and that includes the mirror, me looking in the mirror too. You people, right? I'm watching you pass on the jobs, right? You want to tell me everything that's wrong with the company, with the with the people at the interview, and you're just running up debt, running up money, not making money. And it's like, come on, right? Come on. Really? Especially if this is somebody you look up to. If this is somebody, you know, that you maybe consider a mentor or at one point, you know, was the one giving you advice. Now you're just watching them not making money and holding out for some strange code, you know, of values and, and morals that does not financially pay off and has not, not now for one year, but years, right? Which is a complete difference. I, I had a friend of mine in California tell me that, um, you know, he had lost his job and he had just been applying and applying and applying for years. Uh, you know, this was like back in, in, in 2009, 2008 time period. And he said he was pretty much to the point where he was just giving up and he was just going to go, you know, to the courthouse and have a wedding with his, his young lady. He let his pastor know the pastor through a better wedding for him and his wife than he could have ever imagined, right? And this is kind of one of those parts of the story where, like I said, like if your excuses give you everything except results, at some point it's time you need to speak up and if you see something, say something. This is when you reach out to your mentors, your pastors and therapists, your personal trainers, uh, your AA partner, uh, uh, you know, your mentors and your bosses. This is when you, you finally have to reach out and admit that the problem is bigger than you, right? Maybe not your whole life, but at that moment, the problem is actually bigger than you. So you reached out and got something done. Sometimes it's okay to put your problems in the hands of somebody that is now bigger than the problem. The problem was bigger than you, but if you put your problem in the hands of somebody that is bigger than your problem, hey, let's go. Now you got the problem out the way, the solution is there, and now you can be happy. 
I'm watching you all, men, women. The, the people that want to help you and love you may not have all of the, uh, uh, <laughs> they may not have all of the answers in life, but they sure, sure as, you know, they don't want to sit by and suffer with you. So, of course, they're going to give you advice and tips. Hey, have you tried dating this guy? Have you tried that guy? Have you tried this guy and that guy? And it, it and I'll, I'll be honest, it is a little bit disrespectful to just throw anybody with a nice smile and a nice personality at somebody is single. That is a little bit disrespectful. Hey, they're single. You guys go together like peanut butter and jelly. That is a little bit disrespectful. Just because a place is hiring, you think that your friend that doesn't have a job, hey, go work for this place. They're hiring. Go work for this place. They're hiring. Not realizing that in, in six to 10 months, they're going to be back in the same position they are now thinking, man, I hate this job. I think I need to try to get up with something else. It, it's, it, it's depressing, right? And these work from home positions have proved that, <laughs> that people go home and, and work better than they did when they were in the office. And then what they finally do is if they don't like their boss or their team or whatever, they just start planning and plotting ways to leave. I'm like, God, man, like the, the last two years have really exposed a lot, a lot, lot. And if anything, what it's taught me is that these excuses are now drowning people out to the point where now it's like they're so face to face with these excuses that now they have to have to do something because they're they're amplified. I don't know how that happened, but over the last couple of years, anything that you're dealing with, if it's trash, it is drowning you now. And you have to make a choice to actually step up and get the solution or just drown in that problem, drown in that excuse. And that's something I don't want anybody to deal with. Right. So the solutions. Remove the head noise. Seek help. Distance yourself from the environment and that old, unfruitful mindset. That's blah, 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 blah. my tongue teaser, uh, tongue twister. Distance yourself from the environment or old, unfruitful mindset, right? So the solution is actually the easy part. The hardest part is a, removing that head noise. And that's where you, I feel like that's where you go from good to great, is removing that head noise. And this is the ironic part of, of Karate Kid, Rocky, and, and uh, the Matrix, where I believe he's starting to believe that he is the one. <laughs> it's like Morpheus, he's starting to believe. That's all you have to believe is that the solution is bigger than your problem, okay? It's one of the greatest moments in history. The solution is bigger than your problem. So seek the help. Distance yourself from that environment or that old unfruitful mindset. It's like the hardest thing in the world for me, you need the help. Why don't you go and get it? There's a, a, a maid, right, on Netflix. 
I couldn't, I, I couldn't do it, you all. My wife was watching this show. I couldn't do it. Watching this woman, like, over and over and over again, not do what was necessary to leave this toxic environment with her boyfriend, her baby's daddy. It made me appreciate so much all of the, the times I walked past the college uh, dorms for mothers or, or single, single parents that were trying to go back to school and still needed help uh, uh, with their children. It, it gave me a new level of appreciation for that because it's not so easy for everybody to remove their excuses. And sometimes what's feeding their excuses is a whole nother person. Sometimes life can just be so hard and beat you down so much, right? That you can't see, right? The distractions. It's not just that you're feeding the excuse. It really is a distraction. And this person is keeping you from getting to your solution. Because if you could just leave that man and get to school and get your degree and keep your daughter in a, a nice, safe environment, unlike what you were in, you would be a millionaire, a billionaire. You'd be the first person to, to, to in your family, live a quality life without abuse, without poverty, without somebody yelling at you the whole time so you can just love your child. You'd be the first person in your family to do this in a long time. Whatever the scenario is that you desire, you do have to distance yourself from that environment or that old unfruitful mindset. That's that's It's the hardest thing for me to watch is a woman live with a verbally abusive man, a physically abusive man, no matter what his background is. That That's what's really hard, I guess. Um, Wives of police officers, wives of military do deal with this a lot. And I know it's probably hard for them because they probably think I'm doing a duty to my country by loving and and, and, and lifting up this man. So, yes, he probably hits me sometimes or abuses me sometimes. It's his PTSD. It's this, that and the other. But he's serving his country and I'm loving and serving his heart and serving him. And we've got kids and we've got a life. And we've lived this life this way for so long. So there's no way I could leave him or divorce him. That's not really an excuse. That's a reality. In that case, I don't know where to start to get that solution. I would need to be, I would need to be on base and be with that base counselor to know how to work with and interact and talk with this group with these people because i mean i know it happens i'm sure it happens i mean if a woman can come back from war and have ptsd and abuse her husband and abuse her family i'm sure a man can this is this is not sexist anymore women come home and do this too i don't care how big or or tough and rough I may look. If my wife comes back from war and she's got PTSD, wakes up beating me every night, right? What am I supposed to do? Beat a soldier? <laughs> well, who am I going to tell, right? I'm tell my friends, oh yeah, you know, my wife's beating me again. 
That's why I got a black eye. You got to make up some kind of crazy story. Yeah, you know, I just, and these, these guys are beating on this little girl in the back alley. And I was downtown getting some food, so I had to jump in there. You know how I do. You got to make up all kinds of stories. Oh, man, you know, I was working out at the gym. Man, I didn't see this guy. He had, a, he had the incline bench all the way up. I walked right into it. Oh, okay, Wayne. And then once you start to have all these stories, it's like, man, like, it's not an excuse anymore. Like, this is your reality. You, you got to find a healthier way to deal with this. So it's it's not just a, a one-person thing now. You've you got a two-person thing, which requires a little bit more strategy, doesn't it? And to those people that I know that have gotten out, that we're dealing with, you know, like a cheater or an abuser, verbally abuser, you know, like I, I look up to you so much for doing something that a lot of us cannot do or have not done or have spent 40 and 50 years in. Like now we know we get the truth from these 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 old couples where now we find out as they're a little bit old and senile, that truth slips out, doesn't it? And they start telling you, yeah, you know, he cheated on me when you know, five years after we got married. And so I cheated back on him. And I raised a, a, a young boy from, from, from the man I cheated with and made him raise him like he was his own son or <laughs> make him believe that was his own son, you know? So, <laughs> like, the truth comes out. The, the, the truth really does come out in the end. And really, it's just us choosing to damage ourselves and hurt ourselves. So it's like, what are we really excusing with that excuse? We're excusing the damage into us more. We're excusing the problems into us more. You got to you gotta work. Let, let's work. Hey, you want to be with that person and stay with that person? Okay, let's work. Let's find a way to work. And hopefully, hopefully, if I'm talking to that police officer, if I'm talking to that soldier, if you're a strong man, if you run the house, if you run everything, what kind of a home do you want? Do you want a home that's completely beat down and bruised? Or do you want a home that speaks for you in, in, in waves of love and abundance and life and beauty? Or do, or do you want years down the road, one of your kids coming out and, and putting you in cancel culture, right? It's like people don't just walk around scared their whole lives. You beat them, they look beat. You scare them, they look scared. You hurt them, they look hurt. But what's happening now is like everybody's getting thrown in that cancel culture. It's coming for you. <laughs> so I'm saying with love, like big bro hug. And for you ladies, I'll just give you a dap. I won't get in your personal space. You soldiers and police officers out there, I feel like you've had to do too much. And that's why. The reaction that you have to the world is the way that it is. You've had to do too much. You've had to be uh, uh, like Judge Dredd. <laughs> You've had to be God, police, pastor. Like you have to make so many decisions right there and not just war, but actually on the street too. To me, that's not fair. That's actually too much work. So I get it. So Please don't don't throw yourself in cancel culture. It might be working for you now because you scare and intimidate everybody. Like, I get it. 
hey, I get it. You got guns. You can hit people and you're bigger than them, stronger than them or, or you know, however it works. But let, let's as we get back to the solutions, the people that need help won't go get it. Let's look at those excuses. Let's look at what's feeding those excuses and let's get to the solutions. You got to remove that head noise. You got to seek help. You've got to distance yourself from the old environment or that old unfruitful mindset. Get with your accountability partners. Right now, it might just be that your phone shows how much screen time you're using. And that busts you out because you're like, wow, how much screen time was devoted to being healthier, having a better relationship with my wife or my husband, having a better relationship with my kids or, you know, getting more work done or being more financially stable or finally getting that business or that idea off the ground. How much of that screen time was was this versus just looking at Comic-Cons? or looking at nudes, (laughs) or looking at shoes, or just looking at stuff that I can't afford, right? Your accountability partner is your personal trainer. They're going to come in and throw all that stuff out of your refrigerator or tell you what it is you should and shouldn't eat based on you, not some one-size-fits-all plan. So is your pastor. So is your therapist. Open up your mouth. And tell these people about the problem that's been bigger than you. Because they are bigger than your problem. That's why they're there. Your AA partner is going to do that. Your mentor or your boss at work is going to do that. When your boss says, is there anything I can do for you? A lot of people get quiet. because They don't believe that their boss is bigger than their problem. But that's, that's their job. Give them the problem. That problem will later turn into money if you do it right. Right? All right, you all. So this is hard. This is a hard message. The people that need the help won't go out and get it because they fed their excuses for so long that their solutions look like little crumbles. The the, the excuses look like big lions now. And, and the solutions look like little tiny crumbs on the ground. I'm here to tell you, you pick them, them crumbs up. Those crumbs are diamonds. You can go and trade those diamonds in for cash and find somebody to put cages on those lions, cages on those beasts and bears. You can cage them up. Let's get to the solutions. Let's get to the solutions. Clear up your head noise. Seek help. Distance yourself from those old, unfruitful and unhelpful environments and mindsets. Get your accountability Get that calendar, write the, write the dates down, write what you want to do that month, write it out each month, write out your three goals and, and look at them every day. Emmett Smith, Hall of Fame running back from uh, uh, the Cowboys, he will look at his goals every day, He'd set three goals that year and he look at it every day in his locker. Tell your pastor, tell your therapist. Don't just sit here and just think all your thoughts alone when there's people that have been built to help you like they're there to help you. That's why we go to the dentist. That's why we go to the massage. That's why we go uh, uh, to the chiropractor. I'm going today. (laughs) That's why you get a coach, right? That's why you get a life coach. I I spoke with Terry Liggins, the hurdle life coach. This is why they're built to help you. They're literally a shoulder 
a knee, a hip. They're built to do this thing. So if you look at them and don't use them for what they're used for, you hurt. You're the one that's got to struggle. Get that AA partner, right? You are bigger than your addiction. You are bigger than your desire. You've got to have somebody that can teach you, you know, teach you (laughs) that you are, right? You don't know that you are yet, but you're bigger than that thing. Get with your mentor. Get with your boss. All right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Please love, like, and share these messages. You probably know someone that really needs this bad. They need to cry over a little bit. They need to blow blow a little tissue, maybe go for a walk, a little half an hour walk. Um, it's getting cold out, so yeah, it's, 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 it's probably going to do things to people nowadays, not with, with, with just our current climate and where we are. It's, it's, it's going to affect people in a certain way, so give them some love. You don't have to be overly nice or, or you know stupid nice to people, but just give them some love. Um, it, it is lacking nowadays. Um, so if you, if you want more of something, be that thing and give that to people and then don't expect them to give it back. <laughs> all right, you all. I love you. I hope you love me back. I'll see you soon.